All right. So thank you so much, Brianna, for coming today and taking the time to talk to me. Would you tell us a little bit about you, where you are, what are some things you like to do, and how long have you been a mother? Well, currently I am in Seattle, Washington, and I'm actually at my friend Christina's house in her back house while she watches my child with hers. <laughs> and uh, I am a early education Montessori teacher. And currently I work over at a school called Peaceful Place, but I'm in the midst of doing a build out at my house to start my own school next year. Uh, I am a co-owner of a music venue called Chop Suey in Capitol Hill here. I am a musician and an artist, an uh, illustrator, and uh, recently just finished a book. So keeping myself very busy. Well, now I feel very um, lazy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I feel like I should be you doing put more. It together, it <laughs> no, good for you. You know, it's, it things. sounds amazing. I read it like it's a lot of things and it's a lot of fun things. Yeah, it is wild when you put it all together like that. Sounds like I need a nap, but <laughs> I like to keep busy. <laughs> That's great. I did see your new school that you've been working on and it looks fantastic. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been some work. I just recently moved to this new neighborhood called Magnolia and uh, I moved into my friend's rental house and we've just been kind of slowly taking it room by room and remodeling and this just kind of popped into my head and I just thought I had to run with it. That's fantastic. And has it been a challenge to find the time to do it while having V with you? You know, what was interesting is when I had him I really just kind of flipped my whole life around and went and got my training and went back to school to be an early education Montessori teacher because I knew that I was going to have to have him with me. And so I wanted to kind of find a way to change my life around so that it would accommodate this new small person that was going to be, you know, taking a lot of my time. So having him be a part of it has been very helpful. And he's kind of like my guinea pig when it comes to different work. <laughs> I'm just To work with me for the last two years, which has been great and also quite cost effective because it is rather expensive. I'm sure as everybody knows, childcare. Absolutely. So it's actually been good. Yeah. So you're saying that you changed your life around like a lot of us out there after having your kid. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit of the before and after? What's What are the main lines, the big differences that you feel happened? Well, yeah, I mean, I am a musician and I um, would play almost every week with my band and we had these standing residencies around Los Angeles. And then I came up to Seattle and opened a music venue or reopened a music venue with my business partners. And that was basically like having a child. <laughs> and we worked, you know, 18 hour days, no break. And then when I got pregnant, just, you know, I knew everything had to change. I needed to make time and space that would make sense. So after I had him, I just quickly made the decision to go back to school and get as much accomplished as I could before he was, you know, walking and a danger to himself at every turn. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Do you feel life is different? It is, you know, different joys now that we have new joys and new love and what we had before was vastly different. So it's not very comparable. But Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes, you know, think about what was and what is? I do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely miss playing music. That is something that I do miss. 
And I kind of had this idea that I would have my kid and I would play guitar and sing to him and he would love it. And it was quite the opposite. He just never wanted me to play. It was bizarre. He didn't like when I sang. And it just, it was very, it was actually kind of a, a hard pill to swallow. And I, I actually lost, lost a lot of inspiration and I haven't really been writing songs since. So it's something that I'm trying to find a way back to for sure, because I am a creative person and that was a big outlet for me. <clears throat> that has been a struggle for sure. But, you know, on the flip side, I, I have found all of these new ways of being creative. And I now teach the kids at school how to play guitar. And I have an outlet as far as that it that goes for my creativity. And with this new book that I've been putting together and illustrating, I've been able to, to draw and paint and use all of my Montessori training to kind of create this new thing. So I think creativity finds a way to kind of push it, itself out. It's like, I don't really have a choice in the matter. It, it's going to find a way and just use me to do it whether I want to or not. But it's been it's been a journey. And I think just being open and ready to accept whatever it is that is coming my way and just be open to trying it and doing it. And I, I found actually a lot of joy and happiness just living that way right now. That's wonderful. I just want to go back to what you said about him not liking your songs and music and that was hard <laughs> to follow. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that is such a thing we don't expect that is they, they are their own person no matter how yeah. hard we try and no matter how much we think that we are better than other parents or not before having children, you know, that we are going to be an inspiration for our kids and they're yes. totally going to be into what we're into. And then they're like, uh, oh, that's yeah. not cool, mom. Bye-bye. Yeah. Even now, like he'll learn songs at school, you know, that I've sung to him and he'll be in the car and he'll be singing it and I'll try and sing along with him. And he's like, mom, no. <laughs> so it's rude. My, I'm, I'm singing. I know. I was like, oh, good Lord. Okay. Sorry <laughs> yeah. about that. Same here. <laughs> oh yeah, they they do have their own little personalities, and you know, gotta once it slaps you do. in the face, you know, you're like, um, okay, so this is how it's gonna be. Oh well. Oh, the the harshest critics, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. You know, you would I would bake a cake and we would do it together and everything. Then it's on the and we try, and she's like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you just spent the last two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah rough I know you have all these like dreams of it being a specific way and it's just like oh I think it's like we have to learn the art of just letting go yeah of definitely. these preconceived ideas of what it's going to be because it's just not going to be that way <laughs> yeah definitely and so you are a single mom I am yeah a question I usually ask is what are some of the biggest surprises or unexpected challenges you encountered as a new parent and as a single mom, how did you think parenting was going to be? Yeah, I mean, it was a, I mean, it was definitely not a traditional way, I suppose, of having a child. I um, basically, the long story short, I met a guy on Tinder. We hung out for a couple weeks. We had sex twice, um, drank a lot of tequila and, <laughs> and we kind of ghosted each other. And Three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So I called him up and just said, you know, I'm going to do this and you can be a part of it or not. And I know this is not really what either of us were expecting. And I mean, I have had an abortion in my life. It's not that I'm, you know, anti that, but for some reason, it just felt like I needed to do it. Yeah. 
And so I was not scared about it. It just felt, I felt calm about the whole thing. And he wanted to, you know, maybe try and make it work. And we did, we went kind of went back and forth on that. And I had decided to move back to California to be closer to my family. And after Vance was born, he came out, he drove down actually, as I was going into labor, you know, this, it happens. And when you have your child, it's just this like magical experience. And it kind of brought us together. And, you know, he's a, he was a great dude. And we tried to make it work for like a year. And it just was clearly not happening. Like neither of us were happy. And I just decided to quit while we were ahead and moved out. And, you know, this has been a journey in and of itself. And, you know, we're trying to figure it out still. I think it's just a never ending back and forth of how that's going to work. But as far as it goes now, it's just me and Vance pretty much every day. And it's just taking things as it comes and setting yourself up to make sure that like, I mean, setting myself up essentially so that my life can function with Vance in it pretty much every day. You know, I, I have thankfully lots of very close mom friends that help out, but it's like, I didn't know what to expect. So as far as that part of the question goes, I didn't really have any preconceived notions of what parenting was going to be like, because I just, it was totally uncharted territory for me. So I just was kind of accepting whatever was going to happen with open arms and just kind of go from there, which is how I live my life mostly, (laughs) just experience the moment and assess what's working and what's not, and then redirect and, you know, constantly evolve within the situation, which is what we've been doing. So it's just okay, childcare is going to be an issue. I'm going to go and get my certification to teach Montessori. Then he can come to school with me and come to work. So, you know, then that happens. And then the challenges are when he gets sick or when I get sick, like I have to stay home from work. And so does he. And so that's been difficult, especially with, you know, I'm sure how everybody is feeling in the parenting world right now, post COVID and Mm -hmm. everybody's sick. And that's a challenge. But having good mom group around me and friends with children of the same age has been a total godsend. Honestly, it's just been the village that I needed and that we needed and we can help each other out when we can and asking for help. That's been really the only way I can navigate this as a single mom. I think that's amazing that you did find the support you needed because it is really hard for all the people that I talked to and myself included to find that village and the support, because like you said, COVID or no COVID, they're sick every other week with a new thing that you were just, <laughs> you didn't even know about, you know, like they just yeah. bring up these absolutely new viruses and you're like, here, let's try this one. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. <laughs> and so, it's yeah. It's wild. It's runny Ab- noses nonstop. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I feel like cleaning stock kit is going all the way up just because of our kids. <laughs> I know. It totally is. Yeah. And so doing it by yourself, fantastic. I think it's brave. Thank you. I've never really been able to just stay in things because it's, you know, quote unquote comfortable because it's so uncomfortable. (laughs) And I can't, I've never been the type that, I mean, you always know how I'm feeling when you're around me. I, I am not a good liar. I cannot put on a show. So I just would prefer to cut my losses and just figure it out and be happy because I can tell like when I'm happy, Vance is happy. I mean, your children know you. They're, they're around you more than anyone else. They can read the signs. You're not fooling anyone. So if you're not happy 
they're not going to be happy. And I think it's just really important to trust your gut and teach them to do the same. And it's like, you kind of have to walk the walk if you want them to. Now that you're in it, what are the things that you wish you did know ahead of time that you've been, somebody told you? Oh man, what would I, <laughs> that's a, God, I just, I get, I can't even say the time, the sleep. I knew it was going to be rough, but like, good Lord, it's hard the sleep, <laughs> but it does get better. You know, that with each developmental stage that they go through, there are pros and cons to both. And you just kind of got to ride it out. And that every kid is so different. You know, everyone's going to have their opinions on, you know, sleeping, breastfeeding, formula, you know, everything on the planet. But it's, I think it's just trusting your gut, which is what I've been trying to do. But I think it's just, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it may feel like chaos in the moment, but it's going to be all right. You just kind of got to ride the wave. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself, and I really hope we're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have two. I don't even know. They say once you have two, it's not twice as hard. It's like a hundred times harder. It really is. I really thought that we were the smart ones. We're like, okay, back to back, so we're just done, and it's going to be so easy. <laughs> They're going to play with each other, so we'll have more time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I think that's later in life. I hope <laughs> like, so, because right now it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's just drama. Like, we, I've got the ki kids at my school that are, you know, four, three, and then they get a new baby. And it's just super, and it's not traumatic, but it's just a huge life change for them. And it's very hard to adjust. I mean, and eventually they become close friends, but it's it's a struggle for sure when we do conferences with the parents uh we do conferences every year you know and the kids are always great because at school they just kind of fall in with the routine it's kind of like when you go to work you know you put on your good clothes and put on a good face and <laughs> get your work done same with them and then when they go home they just like completely fall apart so yeah. the parents are like are you sure they're not you know throwing any no throwing or hitting anyone at all They're like, nope, not here. Sorry about that. Yeah, I told um, my daughter's teacher that at some point we were having a little bit of issues with her at home. She was very upset and she was throwing tantrums very easily about nothing at all. And I was like, is she okay in class? And they were like, oh, yeah, she's so adorable in class. I'm sorry for you guys that at home. <laughs> she's a dreamer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, the transition was definitely dif more difficult than I was expecting, you know, that it was a big adjustment for her having a little brother. And they now they play together for five minutes, you know, before they start fighting over the toy and all that. But they oh, do. <laughs> But they do play together for a second. So it is getting better. But mm -hmm. the first year was was a mess. It was a mess. You're like, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, and then you start thinking to yourself, wait a minute. Now she sleeps all night. If we didn't have him, we would be sleeping all night. <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know. God, that's the thing. Good Lord, the sleeping. Yeah. That was a big transition, too. Even just to go back, like I used to work till two, three in the morning and then wake up at, you know, the, the crack of noon and, you know, <laughs> go work out and have a coffee or whatever. And like, that was a real adjustment, the sleeping, just intermittent, completely interrupted sleep. Feel, it makes you feel like you're 
going crazy. It really does. To me, that was, to be honest, the absolute hardest part. Everything else, the tantrums, I can really manage and help them calm down and, and all that. But the sleep was mm. so hard because, like you said, you think to yourself, I mean, in college, I would pull all-nighters and things like that, and I would function the next day, and it was fine. But it was not chronic, you know? Yeah. Once you do that for six months, you realize how much it's different that oh when, it, when it's a lifetime, you know, when you have to just wake up every three hours or four hours or in like months, you haven't had a night's sleep. It really, oh yeah, it, it, I think it, it really messes up with your, I don't know, like you, you have a harder time staying calm and functioning and... A hundred percent. Like you, you literally go insane yeah. when people don't sleep, you can lose your mind. I mean, you can't physically function. If there was a study done that said, if somebody gets less than uh, five hours of sleep, that you're basically operating on a blood alcohol level that would be not appropriate to drive. <laughs> so, and you know, here we are trying to raise human beings and drive them around in our cars on little to no sleep. Exactly. Well, you know, trying to have a conversation with them while they're, you know, screaming about mm. why this, what, what did the banana do wrong? And really trying oh to focus. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or like having that's another one why you have to like have find finding your group finding your friends because if if your only friend is your kid then you're talking about you know bluey or you're talking yeah. about like you know what the smallest thing in the world is for the thousandth time like you're gonna go nuts you need to have some actual adult conversation yeah that we we talk about with christopher often you know when we like when they're both on uh, vacation from school and we oh spend two weeks just us and them because, you know, we don't live where our family lives. So it's really just us. Mm -hmm. And so we spend two weeks just with the kids. And at some point we look at each other like, I miss adult friends. I really miss I know. big people. <laughs> Going to dinner with people that are grownups <laughs> that can keep their food on their plate. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that I talked about in a previous episode that that was a big adjustment that there is such a loneliness to parenting because you are with your kid all the time and there is this beautiful relationship, but it is mother-son relationship. It is yeah. not just two people having a relationship and talking and enjoying something together. It's a lot. It's, you know, uh, that is an adjustment. The loneliness it can be very lonely. And I, it was for a while for me, for sure. And I think I had to really lean in and be vulnerable and, you know, reach out to people because uh, my, I, my mom's group was actually a Facebook group and we had become friends basically online. And then we would have meetups occasionally, but I think being vulnerable and being willing to make connections with people and reach out when you need help. I mean, being able to call on my friend Christina and say, God, you know, I just got to go to this meeting for an hour. Can you, can I leave Vance with you? And, oh yeah. Or vice versa. She'll ask me if I can pick Emma up, you know, on the way to, on the way back home from school, because she's got to go do whatever, you know, just having some support and being able to make yourself vulnerable and ask because everybody's struggling. And if you can, 
provide some help or assistance to someone and they can do the same for you, it's just invaluable. Definitely. And I think it's sometimes hard for people to admit that they need help. You know, it's like a, yeah. this sense of I don't want to look like a failure mom, that I cannot do it or something. And I think it's really damaging for totally. everybody. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. And and it's part of why I wanted to do this, because I think there's nothing wrong in admitting we're all humans and we're all just really trying to figure out how to do this. And it's messy and it's hard mm -hmm. and it's, you know, we all need help. We all need each other. And exactly. Yeah. And even showing beyond that, showing your children that it's okay to suffer a little bit. It's okay to ask for help because you know, that's growing up is constantly struggling and learning to do things that are hard, being able to ask for help calmly instead of struggling. I do this with Vance all the time. You know, if he's struggling and starting to freak out and he's on the edge, it's like, okay, let's slow down, calm down and use a calm voice and tell me what you need. What do you need? I can help you with anything, but you got to tell me what you need. And so being able to do that and even For me, sometimes I'll ask him, you know, I need, can I have a little bit of space for a minute? I need to take a minute and he'll give me a little space or I'll set a timer on Alexa or something just so I can I have a that. second because mm. they need, then they can ask for space. And now he does that, which is one of my favorite things to watch where if he gets frustrated, sometimes he'll just say, I need a minute and he'll walk into his room <laughs> and he'll take a minute and then he'll come back out and he'll be able to articulate what he needs. And that was a big, I think that I, I just inadvertently, I mean, I discovered that I guess on accident by working with the kids at school and I thought there was no way this was going to work at home, but it did. And it's been so helpful. And now he can use that just in life and be able to say, I need a minute or I need to take some time to collect myself is huge for a person. I don't yeah. know. Uh, there's a grown-ups need that too. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say it's huge for him, of course, but it would be amazing if all people were doing that. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be able to just be authentic and real and be able to discuss when things are hard, be able to have our kids be able to t discuss when things are hard, having hard conversations, pretending like everything is perfect all the time, I think is extremely damaging yep. because it's not real. And if you can be authentic and be real with your children and in your relationships and generally in your life, I mean, that's just, I think, the first step to just trying to find happiness. Or at least peace, you know? Yeah, peace. Just being okay with it. Definitely. I'm not going to keep you a lot longer. I just have a couple more questions that mm -hmm. I was curious about. Do you still find time to do, to have a hobby, to do things for you, to have things that you want to take on, to work out, to date, to just things for you? Oh, yeah, the dating. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess if I wanted to, I suppose I can carve out that time. I wish I had a little more time to, you know, work out and take care of my body more and get a massage here and there. But, you know, I find I find joy in my work and I find joy in doing things like building out the school in my house and finding just the right piece of furniture for it or making different work for the kids at school. And I do find a lot of fulfillment in that. But, you know, when I do have a night off, I like to just I'll go out with someone, 
here and there, but like, I don't know if I'm ever really looking to have a partner again. I feel like maybe if life presents something miraculous to me, maybe I will. (laughs) But right now for me, being able to go out and date occasionally is enough. And I have a couple friends that I'll go out with here and there and like, we'll have a good time. And then we won't see each other for a while. And then we'll go go out again and have a good time. And the expectations are, you know, we both know what we are signing up for. We're not going to try and like be boyfriend and girlfriend or like try and get engaged or move into with each other. Because personally, I can't imagine sharing my space with anybody. I think I'm just trying to find a way where my life is encompassing my hobbies. My hobbies are my work and finding ways to make money and make things beautiful and making my life for my kids. I guess kind of feels silly that that's my hobby, (laughs) but it's just, I think because I can't really just drop him off with somebody, I have to design my life in a way where things I do with him and in my house on a daily basis are the things that I love. And we're slowly getting there and I am able to like take time here and there, but I think it's, it's coming when he hits five and six, I'll be able to leave him more with other people and be able to trust that a little more and take more time. And that'll just be the next evolution of our relationship together. Well, that sounds very healthy and fulfilling, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we just have to know it's coming, you know, eventually they're going to be grown ups and they're going to be out of the house and, and that'll be its own challenge and blessing. Just like it always is. It's like, oh, if we could just get them potty trained and then you get them potty trained. But then they're like having trouble at school or yeah. there's always a new challenge and a new hill to climb. But you're also relieved in some aspects, like when they sleep through the night or <laughs> when they're out of diapers and the whole thing. So just celebrating those little victories. Yeah, but you know, my parents are still not done with me, so I don't know when that's going to end. <laughs> I know. Thank God for my mom, man. I don't know. I I will say when I had him, I called her and was just like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. Oh, it was like this new, newfound appreciation for your parents and have children. Definitely. Um, All right, then to wrap up, what advice would you give to your younger self or to anybody who would be just starting this journey? As a parent? Yep. I think it's just give yourself some grace, give yourself some space to just figure it out for yourself, figure out what works. You know, don't let the perception of other people's families or outward appearance of their families, you know, social media, whatever, dictate how you want your life to look. Just figure it out slowly when you're ready and see what works for you. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. And it's going to work out. (laughs) It's going to be okay. If you want to do it, you can do it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brianna. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. This was fun. It was nice. If you do want to come to Amsterdam, we do have a guest room. <laughs> I would love to visit Amsterdam. So would, how old are your kids? My daughter is four in one month and my son is almost two. Okay, great. Yep. Yeah, you guys are in the thick of it right now, but you're almost <laughs> home free. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, Whitby, she's fine. She's, uh, you know, I, I really can't complain about her. She has her moment, of course, and all that. But she's great. She's actually yeah. fun, you know. Uh, yeah. Wyatt is really entering that phase where he is just discovering his own personality. And he has mm-hmm. a lot to say. 
and a lot <laughs> of stuff to throw around the house. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's, oh God, I got to say that when four hit it, I felt like it was, I had really won the lottery. I was yeah. like, okay, finally I can, you can reason with them a little more and you can, they have a little more empathy. Yeah. And you know, that was, four is really fun. Vance will be five soon in March. Yeah, two, you're still kind of saving their life every five <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, your drunk friend who's just won't listen to you no matter what. You're like, you're not driving. Give me the keys. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I can do what I want. <laughs> And then he throws the crease across the yeah. room. <laughs> exactly. All right. And crashes the car. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, again, thank you so much and have the best thank day. You, you too. Bye. All right, well, we'll talk soon. Hopefully yes. we'll fly out there to Amsterdam. I'll let um, you know. <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in. And I really appreciate Brianna for coming in today and being so open and honest with us. Until next week, take it easy. 